0: Oh, are we? Are we? Are we? Are we live? Are we doing it live? Okay, or let's do it live. Yeah, let welcome to the Movie Council podcast. I I guess I'm the host tonight. My name is is AJ, and I'm and I'm joined by my only esteemed colleague, the smooth talking Southern gentleman Marquis e. bondurant Good evening. Uh, it's a pair tonight. We're a pair. Uh, usually we're a threesome. <laughs> but tonight we're a pair. Um, which is weird. Feels a little weird. But we're going to make it work. We're going to have a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, we're going to keep all these segments you all know and love in the podcast tonight. We're not going to deviate from our, you know, our expertly honed formula (laughs) that's
1: that's partially correct but we won't have we won't have dps uh get to know your
0: questions since he's out tonight right so dan is not available tonight so we decided to to give this a shot on our own dan is our producer so um you know the bells and whistles sound effects uh the smooth audio anything that 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 makes it great because of him may not be present <laughs> tonight but we'll make it work um uh, marky yes sir how are you doing man pretty good um uh, my allergies
1: have uh fully come in so you know that's been a big joy of my day Oh, uh, just a constant itching inside my skull and eyes watering but Man, over-the-counter shit doesn't really do it for me anymore. So I don't know. I, I gotta go see like a a pro, a doctor, and and get them to give me something heavy-duty. I don't know. It's driving me insane. And I've got no patience. You know, having two little kids and allergies, like I, I got a short. I'm walking around the short fuse all the time. It's not good. So yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> How are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm good. I um, I'm on vacation. This week, so mm-hmm. um, that's just beginning. So nice, yeah, I couldn't be better. I've, I've, um, you know, I've sort of embarked on this little like work journey where I don't have, you know, I'm a manager, I, I'm a, in a management position in my job, and I don't have any people to officially manage. I'm kind of being, I don't know. Moved around wherever I'm needed at the moment. And yeah, the Nomad Banker. Yeah, the Nomad Banker. And I'm just kind of doing that. But I'm on vacation. So I get a little reprieve from that for a week. And that's a good thing. It's well, uh, it was, it's time, it, the timing of it couldn't be better. So that's it's good. Yeah. So I'm doing well. But tonight we're here to talk about movies because that's what we do. And that's, you know, I think that that's, it, it, it's something we both need, it sounds like, tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, and it's something we love to do. So, we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to surge ahead with the show. And uh, it's going to be a good one tonight. We're going to, um, this was Dan's idea, actually. So, it sucks he's not here. Uh, he suggested we go back to an old favorite. An actor, an old favorite, and it's not really a favorite. We've done it a couple of times. Uh, actor spotlight, and yeah. with the um, Oscars just passed us, um, and um, you know, Dan thought it would be a good idea to, to sort of uh, talk about the works of Colin Farrell, who was. Recently nominated for an Oscar for, I think his um, first her, nomination for an Oscar, right? Oscar sure. for actor in a leading role for um, um, Banshees His amazing his amazing work in Banshees of Endless Sharon. So we're going to talk about his works. He's had um, you know a, a, a few decades worth of a career now in Hollywood and nearly, and we're going to talk about that. And, um, you know, some of our favorites and, you know, what makes, you know, what makes him so great or how he sort of became one of the better actors in Hollywood. Yeah. I think this is going to be an interesting one.
1: Um, It's, it's even, I think it's going to be shorter than you think. Um, I, I didn't know a whole lot about, well, obviously I've seen stuff of him through the years but in my mind, I guess I just thought that he was always there and I, his age is kind of just timeless. But looking back through his career, he really just exploded and uh, rose through, you know, it's what, what you would call a meteoric rise, maybe uh, some of the stuff he went through. And, and we'll dig into that. I don't mean to jump ahead, but I'm, I'm kind of excited to dig into it because it's uh, pretty interesting, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I found it to be pretty interesting. I'm sure I didn't, um, <laughs> as usual. I probably didn't do as much work on this as you did, uh, but <laughs> but I did. I did watch a couple of his films this week just to like, Good. you know, because I've I've seen some. I've seen some of his films, but I thought, what the hell? I'll watch a couple more. I actually watched one I hadn't seen, and then I rewatched one I had seen just to sort of refresh my memory on. A movie that i remembered liking and um i wanted to sort of revisit his performance uh in said movie so i I went ahead and did that so before we get to him and talk about him because that's uh, the main attraction we have some news, I think. Well, I don't have any news. I'm going to lean into this thing where I don't get, I don't make any effort on the podcast. DP would agree with this, though. I yeah, my lack lack of effort on the podcast. Well, I don't, I don't. Respond we're not even text. We're not even sure that you're going
1: to be joining us, until, right? Until weeks. we right. see like your name calling in, yeah. Like there's no right. response to, to the t- group text throughout the week, right?
0: It's sort of it's sort of my my jam, which uh, <laughs> DP would keep say you on is, your toes which dp would tell you is a horrible jam mm. on the palette anyway <laughs> uh we have do we have some news i know you have some news just, that, just I, that one... I probably don't know about i barely know what you're talking about right. all the time. but
1: <laughs> yeah so uh we don't have dp sound effect boards so let me okay so the one piece of news i have for tonight um it's been kicked around for a couple of weeks i guess uh jonathan majors uh the actor that's uh was in creed 3 yep um and is playing kang the conqueror in the marvel cinematic universe starting with this new ant-man movie um so marvel's got him on the books to he's going to be their he's their new thanos right thanos was the the bad guy that spanned across however many different movies the idea is i believe that kang and i wish dp was here to kind of help me out because he's the marvel nerd but i believe kang is the the new bad guy that they're that marvel is planning on keeping around for this next generation of marvel movies so they've got big plans for jonathan majors but he was arrested a couple weeks ago on domestic dispute charges and it didn't really seem to be like much at first and maybe it's not um I think it's kind of too early to tell. It was like a girlfriend or something that uh, called the cops. And I guess he got picked up. Um, But after that happened, some people from his past uh, started speaking up. People that knew him from, I don't know where it was, like Juilliard or something that he went to school. Um, they, They came out of the woodwork and they were like, oh yeah, Jonathan Majors is a huge dick and a sociopath. And I'm surprised it took this long for his behavior to become public. So on, you know, this is all speculation on my point. Um, I'm just regurgitating these headlines that I'm seeing. I've read briefly through some of these articles, but in my opinion, you can take it two ways. Either the guy is a sociopath and a dick. And to me, that sounds like Top Gun actor characteristics. Or the people that knew him from his past are bad-mouthing him because he's mega-famous now, and they want to try and bring him down a peg or two. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, to see how real this is, or to see you know if it is something bigger that's only just starting. Um, his attorney, Jonathan Major's attorney, released some text messages recently, I guess trying to show – his client in a good light, but if you read it, it's Jonathan Major's text bubble. It's just like, uh, it's you know, I, I left the key. This is goodbye. It's just like a couple things, and then the person he was talking to wrote out like a novel of a text message, and for me, when I read it, it seems like almost like a Stockholm syndrome situation with the way this person is talking to him, but. Again, there's another way of looking at it. He's mega fucking famous. She probably doesn't want to lose that gravy train and uh, realize she fucked up, but who knows? So he is at the top of his game right now. People might try, might just be coming out of the woodwork trying to, you know, bring him down, uh, do all that. Or he might be as uh, sociopathic, dickheadish, as they say.
0: Well, you know. We'll see. You know, it, it it could be a little bit of both, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, I mean, there's been plenty of actors in the past that have been, you know, their names been dragged through the mud, and you know, there's some mixture of truth to, you know, a vast majority of it, or right. or you know what I mean, to some one degree or another, right? Um, you know. But don't and you think he is he is at the top of his game right now. He's a hell of an actor. Right. Um he's hot right now. Really hot. Oh, yeah. I think he's starting to like peak. You know what I mean? He's starting uh, to like sure. come up. So this is the timing of this is incredibly interesting to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you uh you're coming for a king. Um
1: but th- don't you find it kind of interesting too, the the qualities that this that, that, that I mentioned those were directly this uh, this previous uh, acquaintances' words a sociopath and I think he, he I think he called him a dick a sociopath and a something um, that's how he described Jonathan Majors but don't you think that those are qualities of like a megastar like I, I feel like you would need to have some of that to reach certain levels of fame.
0: I think, th- yeah, and um, when you don't know the whole story of something, it's easy to, you know, I don't know, yeah. when someone's being portrayed as such, it's, you know, it's easy to um, to look at somebody in that light, but I, I don't know, it- he's... You, to your point it, it yeah that those are the qualities sometimes of someone and, and, and when you're that famous and you're being hounded that much or whatever mm-hmm. you know it's yeah i don't know i i it, i would never want to i'm not going to talk bad about the guy i don't know you know right he, I mean, he, he, you never know what the situation is somebody could be you know a lot of times like the the person that's um Bringing these things up, or whatever, they're they're sort of like trying to, you know, catch a star, like catch on oh, to a star. Sure. You know what I mean, sure. and they're trying, yeah. and they're trying to pull themselves up uh-huh. in, into limelight or whatever, you know, right. trying to make themselves famous, you know, by by casting aspersions on somebody else. So, yeah, I I I have a hard time with. That sort of stuff in someone's personal life, anyway. Like, I know. And I know they're in the limelight, they're famous, so all that stuff's gonna be, you know, times 10. You know what I mean? You're gonna hear about right. it, you know. Nobody's gonna give a shit if it was me, you know what I mean? No, no,
1: no. I, and I am
0: a sociopath, but-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And its I, I guess, another, uh, another like not conspiracy aspect of it but in a in a way I do mean that I wonder what the Marvel legal team and executives are doing like did they get ahead of this and tamp it down to make it sound like it was nothing or and, and whatever it's going to sure be I'm sure they did I'm sure yeah, they did
0: whatever it's going to be I'm sure they're handling it um you know yeah, I'm sure they did they they got they got they got uh a lot of people on the case, you know. Right, right, right.
1: But I hope I hope it's nothing, you know. I like the guy's work. Um I'd like to see
0: him around to do a lot more. Um look, I like that. I like Roman Polanski's work too. Just <laughs> the guy's <laughs> a piece of shit, though. We this all know true. It. this is true. We <laughs> gotta all like right. you gotta be you gotta be like uh, willing to deal with certain stuff. Hey man, know, R, R. Kelly came out with some bangers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See the, we could come up with we could come up with dozens of examples. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, and this is probably you know compared to some of these situations, it's probably nothing. This yeah. is somebody. This is somebody that's pissed off at the at the at the guy. Probably dropped. You know, who knows? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate.
1: Sure, it's still early. So I, I mentioned it because I've, it's been in a couple of headlines and keep our uh, eyes on it. Yeah, it, it might develop into something
0: uh, worth tracking,
1: right? Or it may just fade away and be nothing. Or this yeah. might be the first story that we or we hear of over the, the length of his whole career. These might be popping up more and more. Who knows? Yeah,
0: but no, that's and, all I have for news tonight. So interesting, though. It's interesting. It sort of opens up a kind of a whole can of worms about stuff like that, you know.
1: Yeah. Um. And yeah, they over the evil.
0: years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, you know, he's had a, a quite a rise lately. Mm-hmm. He's very highly, you know, regarded now as a as a an actor.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, he's been exploding onto the scene. Yeah, doing good stuff. Yeah, I'm a fan.
0: So, all right. All right. Well, th- that that's the bit of news. We, we got that out of the way. Should we do the DP ask a question about? No, we're not going to do that. All right, let's. I don't have because any... I don't have a question. I don't have the no. question. All right, we we have to. I mean, what that's Dan. Is that's... your favorite color? Yeah, Dan. It's Dan's thing. I don't want to steal it it from him and i don't have a question anyway so it's less about wanting to steal it from more about i don't have shit to ask you let's talk about colin farrell what do you say yeah man i'm ready free free, a little bit uh-huh free form like in the past when we've done actor spotlights i think we've done sort of like we've decided to pick four or five movies
1: Oh, yeah. As sure.
0: a group to talk about and then sort of talk about the actor. But we didn't really do that this time and we don't have Dan. So we're just going to talk about the career of Colin Farrell. Yeah. And Marky, if I know you, you have um maybe a little bit of a bio you could at least start us out with. Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I right? Am I wrong? All right.
1: <laughs> am I right? Am I wrong? You're right. Am I right? Am I right? Am I yeah. Are you ready? uh, I'm ready. Colin Farrell, currently 46 years old, he was born in Dublin, Ireland. He is five foot ten inches tall, with a strong head of hair and a powerful set of eyebrows to go with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's all I found on it. Well, that's not all I found. I found out that his uh, his father and his uncle played for an Irish football team. Um, His Uncle, I think, was uh, quite well known in that scene. Was, uh, I think his name was Tommy Farrell. Um, and he's got a couple older brothers and a sister. And it was the movie E.T. I forget what role, but there was, a, there was a role in E.T. that that said it brought him to tears, and that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be an actor. So he began going to acting school Uh, I think when he was maybe 17, 18, um, but then dropped out when he got a role in a BBC miniseries, um, I think that first one, well, there were some things that he was uncredited for. Um, so that was possibly when he was going to, uh, this acting school, 1995, Frankie Starlight was the name of, uh a movie another one was the disappearance of finbar 1996 and he's uncredited in those and then where I, there's there it is a uh, bally kiss angel was a tv series in 98 that uh he got like an actual role for 18 episodes so he dropped out of school because he got this job as an actor so even from the start he he's on this this luck train man. And that's what, as I was going through his career, he's, he's the kind of guy that I feel like the people that move out to Hollywood think that's what they think their career is going to be like, Oh, I'm just going to move out here. I'm going to get a job on TV. And the next year I'm going to get a leading role in a movie. The year after that, I'm going to be in a Spielberg movie. And from there, I'm going to be an A-list Hollywood actor. That's essentially what Colin Farrell did. Um, so I've, I've got some of those other written down the first movie. I'm sorry. The first, that, uh, Bally Kiss Angel, 1998, he would have been, uh, 22 years old when he got that role on TV. And then his first movie that he was in was the war zone in 1999. Um, that was Tim Roth's directorial debut, and then his first lead, the lead role in the movie was the year 2000, and he's, and he's 24 years old, and he's only been doing this for like three years, and he's already in a lead leading role, and that's Tigerland. Um, it was a movie, uh, I, I don't think I ever saw it, but I think it was a movie on uh, uh, boot camp in the Vietnam War era so um did you look into what he started to do after that a j or did you just kind of pick a, pick the movies that you remembered liking?
0: I don't know, so um, if you go through his filmography, you know you talked about um Tiger Land, his first lead, then he did this what looks like horrible movie called American outlaws, yes, yeah, so James, and then that was. Who, the first film that made like millions that he did, not a lot of millions, about 13 million, then he did Heart's War. I think that Bruce Willis was in that movie. That's correct. Yeah, it's a POW so, like, movie. So it's amazing, but then then he really hit it. Then he then he was uh in a supporting role in the Spielberg film Minority Report. Yeah, baby. Which was based on a short story by one of my favorite sci-fi authors, authors Philip K Dick. And he plays a supporting role as this sort of, like, douchey um, guy that works for, like, the Defense Department. Yes, who's like, a, like a bureau guy or something. right? That's investigating this um, pre-crime division of a future Washington, D.C., where Tom Cruise is uh, arresting uh, people for murder that, that's been predicted. That's going to happen. Like they haven't actually committed murder yet. They're just these precogs are have predicted that they're going to do it. So then they run out and they arrest the people. And he's sort of like investigating that because pre-crime is like the whole division. It's it's like relegated to Washington D.C., but they're they're trying to go national, and mm-hmm. it's like a big this big deal. So that he's going in there to investigate stuff. And it's it's Tom Cruise, so he's working alongside Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise, the lead. Yeah, so he's working alongside him. It's the biggest name in that film. Um it was a Spielberg movie. It's a Spielberg, yeah, it's a Spielberg film. It made about hundred and thirty million dollars. Um, I am a huge fan of Minority Report. I, I am lead. too. I like it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um
1: We're, the two uh, of us are also quite big science fiction nerds, so yeah, this is Raphael right yeah, Alley.
0: Right. This is sort of like sci-fi slash, you know, murder mystery. Right? Absolutely. You know, so um, he's sort of like a foil for Tom Cruise in this. And I think, you know, he holds his own with him. There's, I don't know how much of the, the stunts he did himself, but there's some fight scenes with him and Cruise um, during uh, a part where, where Cruise's characters uh, trying to evade capture um, because he is accused of of, of being someone that's going to commit a murder, but, right. you know, um, as it turns out, spoiler alert, this is a 20 year old movie people. Uh, he's being set up. Um, yes. So by, by his mentor or his. Uh,
1: yes. But the, who you'd call that guy.
0: Yeah. Max von Saito. I think is, is the the actor. And um, yeah. So this is, this is, this is a good, like, this is, he's got a big role in this
1: for a spielberg
0: film and it being what did we say like his fourth film fifth film this came out in 2002 the first
1: movie he was in was 1999
0: so right. so a few years later yeah he's he, in a spielberg movie <laughs> he's, he's in a spielberg film he's in a supporting role um so he's not you know he's not leading the charge he's not leading the way that's tom no. cruise of course it's tom cruise I mean, they Spielberg's gonna get like, you know, the the A list of all A list actors for a film like this to star in it, right? Uh And Cruz Cruz fit the role perfectly. I thought Uh Um, he's awesome in it. I fucking love Tom Cruise anyway. But I I think this is a really good good film for for um, Colin Farrell. We're like. We're gonna see along the way like not if all his films are are like hits from the critics perspective or even from the the box office perspective, but this is one of them that that you know um i think was was you know like sort of like a career launcher in a way yeah um so I love minority Report that's where like things start to move for him because then he does phone booth after that which he is a star in right. which I'm actually a fan of this movie I know it's like it's like decently reviewed and rated but I'm a big fan he plays this total douchebag that's like you know being sort of like preyed upon by this um, um, by this guy with a sniper rifle in, in the this, this city and he's sort of like stuck in this phone booth because the guy is forcing him to talk to him and he won't let him go it's like sort of contained within this one area or city block whatever but i like this movie have you seen phone booth i don't
1: think i ever have i remember it and yeah. i think i've seen parts of it but i don't ever remember watching it in its entirety
0: I remember after watching phone booth going, I didn't real after a while real like after finding out, I was like, I didn't know Colin Farrell was Irish. <laughs> <'Cause he did. laughs> no, because he does a good like he does a good accent in this. Right. Like he does, he's a good actor. Like he just, I thought he was an American guy. Like he was just this brat. Like he was at the beginning. Of, he, his character has to change throughout the film because he's like this brash, doesn't give a shit about people kind of guy. Right, it was like this fast talking, like moving guy, and then he gets sort of humbled by this guy with a sniper rifle throughout the film. And he, you know, I think it's a good film. I like it. I think he does a great job. It's like, you know, it's and one of those one,
1: like that one. I know was when like uh, at least when looking through Colin Farrell's Wikipedia, uh, Siskel and Ebert were. I mean, they may have written about him. Previously, most likely they did in Minority Report, at least. Mm. But this is when he started kind of uh, um, gaining some traction here. I mean, it wasn't his first lead movie. He was, like we mentioned earlier, Tigerland in 2000. That was a... Uh, but this is on, like, this is the same year as Minority Report. Right, yes. So he's, he's coming onto the scene fast.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the recruit is after that, and that's one of those like I don't know what I've never seen that one, and SWAT like those two like similar like critics. But he also did the the Daredevil movie, played Bullseye. So like he's starting to like get these parts that are like more um, mainstream, I guess you'd say. Um, I've never seen SWAT. Have you seen either of these? I have. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So yeah, he's he's starting to. I don't know if it's intentionally but um he's starting to get uh pinhold as a, a action star here a little bit. Um you know, he's he's a young good-looking guy, he's fit and so I don't know if that's just what he's uh maybe he's just taking whatever he can get. I don't know if that's what he's selecting. It's kind of hard to say without him coming out and telling you um cuz he he comes onto the scene so fucking fast but he does do quite a bit of action movies here. Um, SWAT was a decent movie. Um, Samuel Jackson's in it. It's a young Jeremy Renner as well. Jeremy Renner plays the bad guy. Um, LL Cool J's in it when he was still doing stuff like that. Um, it's almost like a Michael Bayish type of uh, LA action movie. Um, but then that next one. SWAT was 2003. The same year he also did Veronica, uh, was that, Garen and then Intermission. I haven't seen those. Do you know about those ones? I don't. I don't. And then 2004, he did A Home at the End of the World. I'm not familiar with that one either.
0: No, so he does like, he started doing a lot of films. You notice this, like mm-hmm. early to mid-2000s? Um, the New World, Miami Vice, like just like a bunch of stuff. And uh, uh, I don't know, not all, not none of them were necessarily like all that well received or even made all that much money for the most part. No, uh, Alexander. Miami a- Vice did okay. He played Crockett in Miami Vice, <laughs> right? Which is interesting. I've never seen that one, but I saw, was, I remember watching that one. It wasn't until, and this didn't make a lot of money either, he did his first Martin McDonough film in Bruges Uh things started to take a turn 2008 for him like from like we'll talk about this later but like obviously more recently the last few years he's really come on strong but I think in Bruges was when like I'm sure you specifically started to take notice of colin farrell as a serious actor
1: absolutely yeah because yeah. i had seen the previous ones miami vice swat uh i haven't saw new world i just thought it was boring um christian bale was in it they both played like just boring actors i saw alexander alexander was a huge blockbuster but i think it flopped or at least it didn't do, didn't make its money I mean, as much money as they wanted that was a huge movie um angelina jolie val kilmer uh colin farrell played the lead as alexander the great big movie three hours long and the direct in the uh theatrical release i think the director's cuts like another half hour or so um but so he's been doing these like i mentioned earlier it's kind of uh not totally but a lot of action movies there's some romance things sprinkled in here um ask the dust just looking at the Just looking at the thumbnail of the poster, Mm -hmm. it looks like a romance novel, right? So he's a heartthrob and he's an action star. Yeah, then In Bruges, 2008. Now, I didn't see In Bruges until just before you came and visited that one year and I made you watch it. So that would have been what, like 2018 or something? Yep. Uh, Yeah,
0: 2018 or 2019.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I was in love with that movie and I, I never knew Colin Farrell was like that i already was a big fan of brendan gleason that was the first time uh martin mcdonough had popped up on popped up on my radar um and i got excited to see what colin farrell would do next after that
0: so what's what's interesting about that right is that becomes the first of three films that he works with martin mcdonough on mm -hmm. so you know an actor and a director start to like get a groove with each other, right? Like they happened with you know uh, Samuel Jackson and Quentin Tarantino, or you know uh, Scorsese and and you know uh, Robert De Niro, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Like it happens. You know, you you find an actor that you just you think just you know tears it up, and you just want them in right. in your films, and that seems to have happened. Um, here for McDonough and Colin Farrell, which is I think terrific. I haven't seen all three of the films that he has uh, been in with my, for Martin McDonough, which which I've seen in Bruges. I've seen The Banshees of Sharon. I meant to watch Seven Psychopaths this week. I just didn't get a chance to, but I, I will. I will watch it um, for sure because I I, I think you know. That's the only McDon- McDonough film I haven't seen. It's the only one with Colin Farrell that um, I haven't seen with from McDonough. Right. So I certainly will see it. But yeah, that the it's I, I I like that sort of thing when the the director finds somebody that just really works for him, and it's Farrell, and obviously Brendan Gleeson's another one that's you yes. know been in a couple of his, and, and you know that's just you find you find the the people that like you like to work with and you keep hiring them. Yeah. And that just says something because Martin McDonough is a hell of a filmmaker and for him to lean on, you know, Colin Farrell for three of his what five films or whatever it is now, four Mm -hmm. or five films. I think that says a whole hell of a lot about the skills of Colin Farrell. I agree. Yeah. Um, so lo- loved in Bruges. I know it's is your favorite Martin McDonough film. It is, yeah, of mine. Um, so that's that just shows off like Colin Farrell's like uh, comedy chops too, because there's some really funny stuff in this movie. Yeah, and I think he just he gets he gets McDonough. He gets the writing. He gets it. He knows how to act in a McDonough film. Like he just gets it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He just kind of. He, he's great in this. I love him. There's some dramatic uh, scenes too. Where yeah, know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just it's dark comedy at times, but it's also yeah. dramatic.
1: Yeah, there's and, parts where Colin Farrell breaks down crying mm-hmm. uh, when, for what because he, he is like with he's dealing with what he did. Um, by making light of it, joking throughout most of the movie, but eventually he breaks down crying, and that really. And that small scene shows, I
0: think, the range that he can really do. Moving on from In Bruges, though, because um, we'll get to more like Martin McDonald's stuff, because that's not the last, that's the first of the few that he did. Right. It's interesting to me that um, after that, you know, it's he kind of like throughout his career is like, as far as critics go, it's kind of up and down, right? There's stuff that, he does that's panned by critics and then the stuff that is really well regarded and the stuff that made some money, the stuff that didn't make any money. Like, I just think it, it's interesting to me, like as you move through, I'm just on Rotten Tomatoes here. Uh-huh. As you kind of go through it, he has such a varied, the other thing is he has such a varied like genre, he he's not like pigeonholed into some particular genre, he's right? Kind of like just just pick. It seems like he's just picking things he thinks he would like to, uh, you know, act in. I
1: like think great. at at a certain point, absolutely yes, but uh, early on, like I mentioned earlier, I think I don't know if it was his choosing or just what he was getting, but he, he seemed to be in quite a bit of uh, action movies. He was like kind of uh selected as an action star. But she did good right, in right, right. And then um that's true. And then he started doing some uh kind of romance things. But then after a certain point, maybe it was in Bruges, maybe it was after that that yeah got it just the, seems like he, it's he he either as a as a, a professional or personally he decided he wanted to do it, or he was just recognized that he could do it. That he started doing these things, like you said, where it just seems like he was doing what he wanted to wanted to do at
0: the at yeah the end. yeah. And some of the, a lot of them I I've not seen. but <laughs> me too. You know, I, I have, there's a bunch missing. In and here, some in of the, some of them, like I said, are well regarded. Some of them are like kind of nonsense, like which is interesting to me, like like in 2012 he did a total recall remake. I saw what? that. You know I saw that one. Right. Not not very good. I mean not it was I mean, not. It was not very good. But he did um right after that same year 7 psychopaths. Yeah, which man. is very well regarded. Then he did something at 41% called Dead Man Down.
1: Yeah, I and watched that
0: one this week. Then he did Saving Mr. Banks? Did you want to talk about Dead Man Down? It's it's the first time you're seeing it.
1: Uh, it's the second time. Um, oh, I saw it quite a while ago, and I'm yeah. really liking it. And so I wanted to see it again. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, the first time I saw it was before John Wick came out. Now, seeing it again, I've seen three of the John Wick movies. <laughs> and yeah. that, as a sh- as a shoot 'em up action movie, it doesn't hold a candle to John Wick. But back when I saw it originally, I really liked it. But watching it now, it just seems... Like an old cliche Hollywood right. shoot 'em up movie. Um it's decent though. It's got uh uh new me rapist in it. How I, I can't say her name, but you know who I'm talking about. She yeah. Plays, she plays the
0: female lead. Um she was in that um the the girl with the dragon tattoo that's right, like the original the Swedish one. version, yeah.
1: And she was in uh uh prometheus the first uh re mm-hmm. of the alien movies mm-hmm. um and also had uh uh fuck i'm blanking on his name the dude from uh is it uh crash the uh oh, it's at the tip of my tongue it'll come to me later hustle and flow um Terrence howard, Terrence right? howard? yeah
0: okay.
1: he's he plays the bad guy in it so the the plot of the movie is kind of interesting, but the action and stuff is is uh, lacking by today's standards, if you will.
0: But but even just moving on from that, then he does like uh, uh, something that makes a hundred million dollars is epic, which I've never. He does a voice in it, so was that animated? Maybe is, I don't
1: know. just looking at the thumbnail of the poster, I can see that it's animated and it's rated PG. So right. some kids' movie that made a gajillion dollars, and then an eighty-three million dollar
0: uh film um not much but it made 80 million saving mr banks which is a movie about Walt Disney with Tom Hanks uh uh-huh. Um, so he plays a supporting role in that and then he does a couple crappy things and then he does in 2015 the yorgos lathimos film the lobster yes sir have you seen the lobster marking absolutely what did you think of the lobster, Markey?
1: It's still. It lives in my subconscious and comes to the forefront every once in a while. That movie was so bizarre. It's it's never going to leave me. It's 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 with me. It's part of me now, in a good way, but so goddamn strange.
0: Um, we and- could spend we could spend a whole episode probably talking about this movie. I watched yeah. this movie for the first time this week. You did. Yes. Nice. And what did you think? Uh, I I don't I want to reserve judgment on that. I think Farrell's good in it. Uh huh. I think Rachel Rachel Vice is amazing in it. Uh huh. Um, the movie overall, I I I think I'd I wanted I would rather talk about that a separate. We're just talking about Colin Farrell tonight. I don't want to get into the Lobster like as a full on uh, conversation topic, but um, I'm. I'm still on the fence. I don't know what to think of this movie. Gotcha. I don't know what to think. It's 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 an I'm trying, four movie. I'm trying to think of like to myself, like what was what was he trying to tell me? I oh. know some of the things he was trying to tell me. Sure. Like I know overall what he was trying to tell me, but the way that they get there is very
1: bizarre so you you and your uh brother Tim uh, and even DP to a degree I, th- I think that you guys look into like the moral or the message in these movies much more than I do I look at the, these movies like I'm an idiot watching a movie with my mouth open flies buzzing in and out I you know <laughs> I don't necessarily look for what try and, what lesson is trying to teach me.
0: No, but it's not a lesson. I'm like I'm trying to find out what he's trying to tell me. Sure. Because this isn't just like a story where you just take things literally. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think you should take things literally in this particular film. He he is trying to say something. Right. He it's art. Like he's trying to artistically he's trying to express himself in some way and tell you something. Right? Like um about about like society and how you know the expectations of society and like being with somebody is is like and having a family and like that's the perfect life, like that's the way and like have, finding your match and being with somebody and not being with someone is is like you know sort of isolates you and and you know etc like i there's something being said here and i just and I know it's sort of what it is, but I just don't know if it means I like the movie or not. I just, it's, I don't know. I don't know this this one here, but I think Colin Farrell's good in it. Yes, I think, he, and this is like another turn know,
1: in his career. I think. Yeah,
0: this is an interesting choice for him. It starts to like push him towards more artistic decisions. Like he's starting to make decisions. That aren't necessarily just like like where he's typecast as anything. Like he's he's actually making a decision based on like he read this script and he or his agent read the script they and he decided, yeah, this is the direction I want to go with my career. Here we All go. Right. Let's and go. Then, you know, uh and that's not the only Yorgos Lathimos film he did
1: killing of a sacred deer was that the other? yes one? yeah yes. have you seen that one no uh not quite <clears throat> just barely not as far out there but also incredibly fucking weird and right I think it's barry keegan that's with them
0: yes and yes one.
1: and barry keegan put, is does an amazing job that movie is twisted and heart-wrenching um where the lobster is like bizarre and funny to me um, but I was, I was also going to say about the lobster, you know, the, the lobsters
0: dis- lobster is also disturbing.
1: It is. I'm sorry. It is. It,
0: it may be darkly funny, but it's also disturbing as fuck.
1: So these are a 24 movies as well. Um, and this is when a 24 kind of popped up on my radar as a studio to pay attention to because of the projects that they were taking on, um, that weren't your normal stuff that you were seeing coming to theaters. Um, but I was going to say about Colin Fair on the Lobster, he's probably wearing a fat suit, but he's got this big dorky mustache and a stupid haircut, and these, you know, he doesn't. He's not a. He's not playing a heartthrob. He's not playing an action guy. He looks like a j- just about like an everyday guy. And then other than uh, horrible bosses that he did in 2011, where he plays a a bald boss with a comb over and a gut. Like I don't know how many movies he had done at that time that weren't showing him as the attractive in shape. Yeah. Male, you know what I mean. Um. So that to me also kind of uh is uh, says something about the professional. Like they're not. They don't have to rely on their their body of their looks um their charm to get their character the role that they want they can do these other things it shows more range um i'm jumping ahead here quite a bit but on a, a a far place in this scale this imaginary scale of mine of ugly handsome to ugly he plays the penguin in the new batman movie and he's unrecognizable but he kills it he does such a
0: good job in that um so le- so let me ask you yeah we could talk i mean cuz the last four films he did is where like 2021 and 2022 is like really where he started to like you know that's where his oscar nomination came in he did 13 lives and he did this movie that i really really want to see called After Yang uh, yeah i tried to find it this week but it was only for rent and
1: i didn't want to pull the trigger on the 3 dollars right. like a
0: chump and and Batman, so yeah, uh, he's starting to like those four films right there. Is like he's starting to make his mark and got an Oscar nomination. So it's like he is peaking right now in his career. But you know, we talked about all the, some of the stuff leading up to it. And if you had to say like you want to see one of his films that you haven't seen, is there one that jumps out at you right now? That you really need to see?
1: Yeah, it'd be one of the newer ones because I think uh, later in his career, he's you know I, I I'd I'd like to see the I'd like to see modern Colin Farrell. I don't need to go back in time.
0: To okay, finish. okay. So so do you have one
1: that that yeah that? I think after Yang? I think that one. Um, okay, especially because of the buzz that it got. Um, but to finish what I was saying, you know, I don't need to go back in time to like I've seen parts of Hearts War. That's one of his first mm. ones. I hadn't seen that American Outlaws, but I don't think I need to see it. You know, it's like, there, I don't think there was enough variety in his
0: ability at that time. Um, yeah, that's a really great point. That's a really great point. He's like really honed his skills and become more, what's the word I'm looking for? Versatile. Yes. More versatile in his, you know, just acting prowess as he's gotten older and more mature, more thoughtful in his choices of roles. And worked with you know Martin McDonough more, and I think that's helped him as well because you know when you work with a playwright uh, uh, that writes so well like Martin McDonough, it can only elevate you know the the the, the actor that you are.
1: I think, right. and you uh, know? I, I would imagine uh, getting to work alongside Brendan Gleeson,
0: yeah,
1: uh, it doesn't hurt either, but. I, I going back into some of his more recent stuff, uh, I have seen The Gentleman. That was a Guy Ritchie movie that came out in 2019 with Matthew McConaughey as the lead.
0: Yeah, I've had, not seen uh, that.
1: Charlie Hunnam. It was a fun one, uh, The Gentleman. I liked it. But uh, out of the Guy Ritchie movies, you know, Lockstock and Snatch are always going to be his best. And then he's got some weird ones in there. There was one that came out before The Gentleman that had uh, Jason Statham as the lead.
0: Yeah, I gotta tell, I gotta tell you the the guy Ritchie, like the description of the gentleman, I'm like, wow, this is like every other guy Ritchie movie I've it ever is. seen in you my know. life. Like, you
1: know, talking about Pigeonhold, I mean, I think he he, yeah. people, so he's done it to himself, but totally. Um, the gentleman, the gentleman to me felt more like his original ones, being snatch and lock stock, except for in Snatch and lockstock it was stories about uh uh london underground criminals that were like at the at the lower end of the spectrum like uh, i wouldn't call them poor but you know mm-hmm. cockney uh guys that weren't that successful the gentleman is a story of london criminals but at the top of their game they're classy hence the title gentleman so it's kind of like on the opposite side of that spectrum. And Matthew McConaughey does a good job. He plays an American as an English criminal, um, so he doesn't pretend to have an English accent, which is great. Uh, Colin Farrell plays this uh, this like fighting coach. It's, he's like an MMA coach, and him and all of his acolytes they call him the Toddlers, even though they're like muscular grown like fit dudes. They all wear these they all wear these Burberry tracksuits that were custom made for this movie. And when the movie came out, people were like, bro, where the fuck do I get a Burberry tracksuit? And some companies started making them just because Guy Richie had them created for this movie, but they became popular after that. So a little side note, but Colin Farrell did a good job in that. He's uh got an interesting role. Uh, I saw the movie Ava. That came out in 2020. That has um, uh, uh what's her name as the lead? There, uh, Jessica Chastain is the lead. Um, Colin Farrell plays the bad guy in that, and it's another action movie. Um, but Colin Farrell shows a little bit more, and that because he's the he's the mean guy. He's, he's so can, can I
0: ask? Have you seen Widows? That's one I wanted to see. That I. It. Did but I must
1: have been fairly drunk because I don't remember. I know it follows the women of this yeah. criminal crew.
0: So he's probably he's a side character, clearly in this. He's yeah, the, I
1: don't remember yeah. what role he had in that. I remember but Viola the,
0: Davis is in it, so she's I the mean, she's the lead. Yeah, Viola Davis is the lead.
1: Uh, Liam Neeson plays Viola Davis's uh, husband, and then there's John Bernthal. And John Bernthal plays a husband of one of the other other ladies. Um, Colin Farrell, I think he might be like a pop or something in that. I don't, I don't quite remember. But uh, the movie has itself, I, I, I don't know. Like it could have been. It was not good enough. <laughs> it it has to, yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah, has, yeah has, I know.
1: I was just going to say, it had some meat there, but like, it just, there's something I, it's just quite out of reach that I can't describe yeah. that it didn't piece it together well enough to
0: make me stand behind it. I got to tell you, though, like, I agree with you. I think After Yang is the film I want to see. Right. Um, it's sort of like, I don't know, I'm kind of conflicted on Carol- Colin Farrell. I think he's a really great actor, but when I look at his filmography, I agree with you 100. percent I don't want to go back too far into his past. No, I don't think you need to. I mean, it's you know what you're going to get, right? Right. I don't really. I don't care to do that. I don't want to dig into his his um, you know earlier works all that much. I think I want to. I'm more interested in what he does next, right? Versus what he used to what he used to be. You did say you hadn't seen
1: uh, "Killing of a Sacred Deer." I did have you? not that one i could say is i mean that that's post uh what what do you want to call it that's post the lobster so that's kind of when uh or even post in bruges but i don't even know if you want to go that far back because after in bruges he's got uh yeah is a cop movie triage i have no idea what
0: that is is that like a
1: Ambulance movie or
0: war movie? Yeah, that's what's interesting about Colin Farrell. We talked about like how he's turned into one of the great actors of of you know, uh, you know, of, of this generation. I'm like, yeah, he's he's very good, but he doesn't have sort of like that same resume as some of these, um, either like. Ones that are on the rise or ones that are established, like he's sort of like in between there somewhere. Right. So, like the ones that are established, like Leo, right? You know, well, or the, one, so- the ones that are like on the rise, like Timothy Chalamet, you know, like, right, the, 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 like, he's somewhere in between there. He's not, I don't put him on that level,
1: I wouldn't either. And if I'm
0: being, if I'm being honest, like, if you look at it, if you just look at it. You look at his filmography. I don't put him on that level no. as as someone that's like made it, won Oscars, been there, done that, or someone who's like gonna definitely win an Oscar someday, like Timothy Chalamet. You know? yeah, that's a good point. Um, for
1: Colin Farrell, I'd say winning an Oscar is, uh, and this is actually kind of uh, plagiarizing. Siskel Ebert or the other fella um, because i just read it earlier tonight when they were describing the phone booth um it's going to be up to colin farrell is what they said and that was they were describing the how well the movie does because he's the lead and he's uh all his energy that he brings into it but i think if colin farrell is going to win an oscar it's going to be up to him it's uh what he chooses to do and what he chooses to bring to that movie where timothy chalamet i think it's pretty safe to fucking say that kid's gonna win an oscar sooner probably rather than later agreed um i wouldn't be surprised if colin farrell got one in the future right he's he's gonna have to pick one of these great roles because he he does have a lot of uh and, and his great roles have been coming or the ones that he's been choosing more frequently, I don't know, more frequently it, recently. Right. So yes. he's
0: got to continue being thoughtful about the films he picks. Like, right. it's, it gets older. Like, you know, Brendan Fraser had a, a renaissance, right? And he won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 sort of had a resurgence as an actor. He was kind of forgotten. I don't think Colin Farrell's been forgot was ever forgotten. No. I just think you know he was just. You know, doing doing work, getting jobs, doing work. You know, some of them were good, some of them were not so good, some of them were excellent, some of them were weird, like you know, like the fucking lobster. But and then he then he nailed it with Banshees, right his third go around with Martin McDonough. So maybe the next time around with Martin McDonough, he'll nail it. He'll win an Oscar, but that's not guaranteed. I right. think you know, that's the thing. It's he. I don't consider him like the creme de la creme of like the top actors right now he's agree, excellent agree. he's excellent but he's not like even jonathan majors we talked about name only in the podcast mm-hmm. for for not all the best reasons we'd want to talk about somebody but he is on the rise like he's one right. of those guys that you're like that dude it's only a matter of time before he starts getting nominated for like the mm-hmm. major, the major awards. He's just gotta, he's just going to get the right parts. You know, he's just gotta get picked for the next, you know, you know, for the final, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie that he's going to, do, or he's got to get picked for the next Scorsese film or whatever. Right. Like he's gotta, he's just gotta get he's just going to land one of those roles. He's going to win it. Right. Like, I don't think that about Colin Farrell. It doesn't mean he's not a good actor. Just, yeah. He's just maybe not quite on that level.
1: Yeah. I don't, it's what, how would you just, I mean, how would you describe that, right? Because he, like you said he, he is good. He's dependable. He's maybe. excellent. He's, he's a constant. He's solid.
0: Yeah. yeah but... and, and, and lately he's been taking more like chances with more artsy stuff. Right. Which is good. Like that's how you win an Oscar, right? Mm hmm. Right. You find like filmmakers that you always see around award season. Martin McDonough is one of those dudes. You always see him around award season. Mm
1: -hmm. Right.
0: Every few years, you got to be in one of his films or you got to be in one of like Catherine Bigelow's films or, or whatever. Like you got to be in one of these people that's going to, that's around Spielberg or, uh, you know, like, uh, or like even, um, what's the dude saying that did Birdman? In a, oh. Ritu, in a Ritu, whatever, like whatever, wow. one of these guys, like you just gotta, you gotta get involved in their films, like that's how you win Oscars, yeah. basically, you gotta be like, yeah, anyway.
1: Oh, I'm excited to see what he's,
0: he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good actor, I want, I'd lo- I want to see after Yang, I think he's starting to make these decisions that's, that could line him up for another chance at an Oscar, you know agreed yeah
1: no it's he's he's not necessarily somebody uh th- there's certain actors that you see that they're coming up in something and you mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. want to see the movie because they're in it i mean that's that's a big drive i mean that's the reason why studios uh yeah you know kind of select these people if you will um but that's not that's not where i podcast. that's not
0: but that's not where i am with that
1: i agree that's where i was getting with that He's not. Yeah, seeing- thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I wouldn't say that when I see him on the sheet that I'm going to see it because of him. Um, now, if you're telling me it's a Martin McDonough movie with Colin Farrell, then. Big go. You- <laughs> yeah. Um, but that might right, also that's, be more because the, the writer
0: director on that one. Right. But that's the recipe, right? Like you go, oh Martin McDonough, I want to see a Martin McDonough film. Oh, and Colin Farrell's in it. Yeah, this is gonna fucking rock. Right. Like right. that just adds like the cherry on top of the sundae right? Like absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I like Colin Farrell, but I wouldn't consider him like one of the absolute best actors in Hollywood right now. Yeah. He's one of the one of the better ones. <laughs> Right, sure, but he's not Sam Rockwell, who I think is like one of the best actors in the world. He's not that guy. He's, you know what I mean. He's, he's not who. Is there,
1: wa- is there an is there an actor or an actress that if you saw their name that you would want to go see the movie just because they're in it, not knowing really anything about it? Like I can't say that I have felt that way in a long time. Where I've been so Willem Dafoe yeah actually fuck yeah <laughs> that, he's gotten so good with age man. um
0: Willem Defoe and it's not even close.
1: I would actually have to I'd change my answer. I think that you're right on that. I you that uh, link I don't know if you watched it, that trailer for that movie that he's coming out uh God, what was it called where uh um isolation or something like that where
0: it's just him in this locked penthouse. Oh yes, 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 yes. That looks amazing. Yes. yes, yes, I want to see that so bad. Um uh maybe Joaquin Phoenix? Maybe? Yeah. He's uh what's the one he's doing that's coming up? Oh, Joker 2. No, 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 not just Joker 2. He's doing another one. Oh fuck. Oh my god. He's doing he's doing another one that like looks fucking crazy. I don't you have to tell me. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you. Someone was talking about it the other day. Oh, my God. Now I'm kicking myself. I see your screen light up. You're going to tell me. I'm trying to. I'm pissed at myself.
1: Well, while you look for that, there was something oh Oh, oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. It's It's Ari
0: Aster's new movie. What is it? What's it called? It's called A uh, Bow Is Afraid. Oh, is that the one where it's like multiple walking yeah. phoenixes? A paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother in this bold and ingeniously brave yes. new film from writer-director Ari Aster. So, yes, so he's another one. So, Willem yeah. Dafoe, Joaquin Phoenix, like these are guy, these are guys, maybe, yeah, yeah, as far as actors go,
1: you know. And it
0: start as slim it's, though. It's very slim, and there, there's a couple actresses out there. I feel that way about uh, uh, that. That it's tough for me to say. Maybe like Florence Pugh. I think she's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, she's like she's can't miss right now. Almost, almost. I like think you almost she almost just a Black
1: would, Widow too. I might. See yeah, that.
0: I almost just want to see her even if the film sucks because she's just so good she elevates everything she's in um but yeah it's very it's very like i'm you have to be picky about like i would just blank just drop everything to see this actor you know what i mean right you should be picky about that as a as a film watcher the film lover you
1: know
0: if we had some of our
1: other uh uh co-hosts on here like dp i'd imagine might throw out uh Michael Fassbender's penis or um, (laughs) what's his name, Thor, Um, Chris Hemsworth, you know, like he might go see anything that that guy's in. I'm only halfway joking. um, Yeah. But now that I say Michael Fassbender's penis, if I haven't seen Michael Fassbender in anything in a long time, and he was one of my favorite actors for quite a while, I saw him pop up in something new. I'd probably have to check it out just to see how he does.
0: Um. Yeah. So I. I guess. I guess. Like going back to Colin Farrell, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor. He deserved the nomination this year. I. I. In my opinion, I want. I mean, I thought he he should have won it, just because I love the film so much. I'm such a huge fan of Banshees. Yeah. It,
1: it was. Was it Key who Juan, I don't know, I'm not saying that right, but is he the
0: one that beat him out from uh, everything? No no no. He, he, no, 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 he won the supporting, so he did win the supporting, but no, uh, Colin was nominated for this lead. Oh, that's He's right. He's beaten up by Brendan Fraser.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't see the whale. I don't really care to see the whale. I'm sorry, but I've heard like really horrible things about it. And I don't really, I'm not running out to see it. I like Darren Aronofsky. It's
1: horrible as in done so well that it makes you depressed and want to cut your wrist, right? Um, I don't know. That... Or you're hearing horrible, like just not good. Like it's the movie yeah. was
0: Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, really? Yeah. But I love Darren Aronofsky. Um, he's very divisive though. At times, like I, like he's definitely done some stuff that the critics haven't loved, you know, like mother. Yeah, I, I didn't know he did that
1: one i like that one
0: but i fucking love mother yeah it was oh, very by the way we should spend a podcast talking about that one that that movie is crazy well you picked it for me one episode and we got into it pretty good mother yeah did we
1: mm-hmm. yeah you picked it for me one week that's the it's, only reason
0: i watched it I'm, I a, I'm a huge fan i love that movie i love jennifer lawrence in it She's one of my favorites, by the way, too. So maybe it's like Florence Pugh and Jennifer Lawrence. I'll just watch anything they're in. And then for male actors, I'll watch Willem Dafoe, and Joaquin Phoenix, whenever you tell me they got a movie coming out. Anyway. Um, Yeah, yeah. so anyway. Yeah, he's, he's great, Cole Farrell. And if he doesn't of the Martin McDonough film, I'll be first in line. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. First in line.
1: But to be fair, I will be first in line at the next Martin McDonough movie, whether Colin Farrell's in it or not. Regardless, regardless, right? Yes, but I would prefer I, to see
0: him in it. <laughs> I, I agree with you, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri mm-hmm. is a fucking fantastic film by martin mcdonough and colin farrell's not in that but my boy sam rockwell is he's another one that dude is fucking awesome yeah um steals the show woody harrelson francis mcdormand like yeah you know, martin mcdonough can get anyone he wants in his films he gets yeah, to pick so. that he, he gets that to pick right now yeah he gets to pick that shit right
1: that's, he what, gets I was, decide. that's what was so cool about well not the only thing but one of the things i thought was neat about banshees was that yeah he went back to that yeah
0: Yeah, and he went back he went back to 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 um gleason and farrell for that right
1: which he had done within bruges yeah
0: but remember in bruges he also had ray fines right which Mm -hmm. i fucking love by the way too he's awesome absolutely fantastic and in bruges he's a great actor too um the menu ray fines is awesome yeah that dude's a wicked good actor too. Like God, we could do so many actor spotlights for like, cause right. there's just so many great ones out there that we just haven't touched on enough, you know, mm-hmm. we really are. Um, and, and when we see great filmmakers, you know, putting these people in their films, you know, you got to take notice. Yeah.
1: No. And Colin Farrell is only 46. Um, I say only, um, I think Leo's like, Leo DiCaprio is like 52 now or something like that. Yeah, yeah he's he
0: is still not, um, not old, but you know.
1: Well, I, I meant to say, I mean, that's not a very fair comparison because uh, Leo had I think some bangers much more highly acclaimed movies under his belt mm-hmm. uh, well before he was 46. So I don't think that Colin Farrell is going to make up for those high caliber movies that Leo did within the this six, eight year age difference. But i just kind of meant that he, he, Colin Farrell's got more time to start putting yeah. good things under his belt. True. I, True. Did com- I did come across a story when doing a little bit of research on him. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, when he was 18 years old, he was traveling through Sydney. So this would have been, uh, I guess when he was going through like his acting school, um, but vacation travelers okay. traveling through Sydney uh, he became a suspect in a, a attempted murder case and <laughs> he was blackout drunk the night it happened and couldn't remember any of the events. So he was like a, a prime suspect in a, a attempted murder case in Sydney. and he looked just like the uh, sketch, the whatever you call those uh, police sketches. Yeah. Suspect sketches, he ended up looking just like that. So uh he got out of it though because his friend that he was with had was keeping a journal and their alibi was that there was a <laughs> journal entry that they were doing MDMA the same night that the murder happened or attempted murder happened on the other side of town. So he got out of it by showing that they were uh
0: just doing Somali on the other t- side of town what's what's the movie that takes place in australia that we 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 did a uh it was a netflix movie we did like a whole we did a whole episode on oh the the kid murder one with joel edgerton
1: yeah uh joel edgerton and the the other guy uh shit i'm blanking on his name i didn't like that movie as much as you guys did but um right but, a very powerful story based yeah but movie based similar. A it took well.
0: place in australia and uh it, it it's uh it's interesting just that he was a... oh, that's funny i don't know if that's
1: be a little bit different uh story there aj that one was <laughs> no involved, i like, know child abduction and rape and no I, I
0: yeah but he was he was being accused of some some capital sure. punishment some capital crime right
1: right yeah that would be fucking scary man yeah, yeah. another yeah. country and they're like hey you look just <laughs> like this person right yeah attempted to kill this man and you
0: look you can't remember where you were yeah right but he was doing some molly so they had that on record like yeah just
1: in a journal there's a journal entry that his friend had that they were doing drugs on the other side of town and that was enough for their alibi apparently oh my god
0: the stranger
1: hmm that was a scary
0: movie. The Stranger. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, so scary in like a, a real way, not like In a, a real way, yeah. 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 I mean, cuz the movie's portrayed in such a gritty, realistic way. Yes. Um the lead performances sort of drive that, the two leads. Um yeah, but it's interesting. Um Colin Farrell almost became infamous. Yeah. <laughs> Versus yeah, that being was famous when he was, when he was 18 years old. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, that would have sucked. Because then he, he was, uh, <laughs> a life. It He was, uh, was it 97,
1: 1997, when he got his, uh, role in some TV drama series. Mm. And he was 20 at that time.
0: That's like so, kids,
1: don't do drugs. Kids. Well, no, do drugs. That's what, uh, ended up Saving him. (laughs) Don't
0: don't do drugs, (laughs) Marky. Don't go to Australia, I think is the moral. All right, fine. I'm I'm sending the wrong message to the children, to the youth of America. Don't go to Australia, people. There you go.
1: So yeah, Colin Farrell, we like him. Yeah, uh, I like him. We uh you know, I'd I'd say that uh if he told me that he loved me, I'd say that, you know, I, I like you too, Colin Farrell. Um, I don't know if I'm quite there loving him yet, but someday I hope to be.
0: I agree. I agree. I like Colin Farrell quite a bit. Um, but if you look at his filmography, there's a lot of duds. There's a lot of like, although there are some duds and like, like, cause I love Willem Dafoe. Yeah, there are some duds there. Oh, sure, but sure. you know what his but willem defoe is is you know he's got many more years of um credits on colin farrell that's right on a lot of people actually yeah. but you know um but his his highs i think are much higher than farrell's highs yeah. in, in, in you know his career um has uh willem
1: defoe won an oscar do you know that off the top of your head I think he,
0: yeah, he won for the Florida Project, maybe? Let me double check oh, that. Oh, really? That Let was an double interesting
1: ch- one. Yeah, have you ever seen that? I saw parts of it. Sam was watching it, and I walked in the room, and I was like, what is this? This is like, and one of those kind of, like you mentioned, we we're talking about The Stranger, where it was scary because it was real. The Florida Project made me feel uncomfortable because it was just like too accurate, too real.
0: No, he has not won an Oscar, unfortunately. He was nominated for uh, At Eternity's Gate 2018, Uh The Florida Project 2017, Supporting Actor for Shadow of the Vampire 2000, and Platoon 1986 Supporting Actor. Oh, wow. He needs one. Yeah, he He does. He deserves one. That's quite the stretch in nominations,
1: 1986 and Windows Florida Project 2019, you said, or something
0: in the twenty ten somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it sucks that he hasn't won an Oscar, right? But right.
1: Willem Dafoe is kind of turning into what Colin Farrell is for Martin McDonough, Willem Dafoe to Robert Eggers as Colin Farrell.
0: Yeah, don't, don't don't we love that though? Don't we love to see a filmmaker? We I really don't. like like um grab an grab an actor that just fits what they're doing, right? You know what I mean? Would you would you have um wanted anyone else in that role in the lighthouse other than Willem Dafoe? Mm-mm. Would that have worked at all yes, in Banshees and Banshees of Anna Sharon if it was anyone playing Podrag other than Colin Farrell? Like. I'd- it wouldn't have worked. It right? would have been a different movie, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's what we love. Like I think, as a podcast, we're really into filmmakers. Like we love our filmmakers. Like we're huge into filmmakers, and we and we 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 like when they latch on to certain actors. Like we, it just if, it works know,
1: sometimes. I, what I think it is too, though, is and it's not actually. I can go past that. It's not what I think. It's what I know. Uh, A lot of these filmmakers, when they have such creative control behind their projects, uh, they are writing these roles with these particular actors or actresses in mind. Um, The filmmakers have the pull, or at least, I would just say pull, They have the pull to where they can get the person that they want for that role. And they're writing and creating that character with that actor or actress in mind. And it ends up uh, in these examples that we're talking about
0: going awesomely. Right. Um, Kill Kill Bill. It was written for Uma Thurman. Like the bride was written for her. Um, He always wrote it for her. It was always going to be her. Right. And, you know. That worked out um I think quite well. And to your point, you know, films like The Lighthouse and 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 Banshees and, and these are filmmakers, McDonough and, and um Robert Eggers that we fucking love. Yeah. And now we get to see Ari Aster make another film and this time he's picked out Joaquin Phoenix for a role like I think it just goes to show, like, what people and think, uh, what people think of what Ari Aster has done. You know what I mean? Like, can you believe that? Like, Ari Aster's first film was Hereditary. He had Tony fucking Colette. That was his first movie.
1: I believe so. Right. I'm, I'm pulling up his shit right now because I'm, I wanted to see. And then he Midsummer. He had freaking Florence Pugh. So he did some shorts, right? He did. Uh, oh, that's funny. He's got Colin Farrell, and basically, as a short. Um, well at least I remember seeing that um poster in Colin Farrell's uh what you call it, IMDB. So yeah, first full length feature film,
0: Hereditary 2018. Tony Collette. Yeah. For I uh, mean, Florence Tony Collette's a stud. Yeah, and Florence Pugh is amazing. And now he's got and now he's got Joaquin and Bo is afraid. Like, that what is, the fuck? Yeah, that is wild. That's wild. wild.
1: But Midsummer and Hereditary were outstanding. Yes, agreed. Uh,
0: Hereditary, the 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 third act was a little bit of a letdown, but overall the movie was really not good. for me. That was for me. For me, it was. Yeah, and then Midsummer was a very complete film. Like that was just that was terrifying. Midsummer was its
1: uh, and in my opinion, was almost like a new genre. The way that yeah. they did that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It made you scared of the light versus the dark. Like you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you think about horror films, you're scared of the dark, right? That yeah. movie made you scared of the daylight. Like it was horrifying.
1: Yeah. Right? Florence
0: Florence Pugh was spectacular in it. Yeah. Spectacular. And um, yeah, that's a great film. And I am very much looking forward to Bo is Afraid.
1: Yeah. You know, I have um, um... I, I stumbled across that uh, some time ago, the the trailer for it. And I didn't realize it was an Ari Aster film. I just saw Joaquin Phoenix in this very bizarre movie, the trailer. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing now, Joaquin Phoenix? And then found out, yeah, it was the same guy that made Midsommar Hereditary. I'm like, oh, my God. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and purchase uh, – pre ticket if that's possible go
0: ahead and place my Yeah uh, for, but for smile. you to ask that question like what the fuck is Joaquin Phoenix doing now <laughs> it just it because Joaquin Phoenix is is bold and brave like he mm-hmm. just does shit right. he's just go he just goes for it did we mention uh That's that's why he's
1: awesome did we nominate him as somebody that we would go to in the in the movies to go see a movie because of just their name being on the bill I I did. Yes, okay.
0: Um absolutely I, I yeah. would. And I mean, I don't think that like The Joker was a good movie, but it was like wasn't my favorite film of the year, but his performance was my favorite performance of the year. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a fun way to put it. No doubt about it. it was my best it was the best performance of the year. Did you he ever deserved see that Oscar?
1: Did you ever see uh You were never really here? Was that what it was called? Bro? Yes.
0: Yes, that, that was Fucking one, awesome.
1: That was one where I watched on an uh, Amazon or some streaming service, and Amazon. Just, and I just saw that uh, he was in the, the poster, the thumbnail, and I read like the first sentence of the synopsis. And I was like, you know what? I
0: don't need I'm Here just gonna go. watch it. Like, and, let's go. And, yeah. I watched that at a friend's house, and she, this friend of mine, she's like, very mainstream, very like, you know what I mean? Uh uh-huh. If the movie's very daring or like a little out there, she normally doesn't like it, but she'd love this. That's interesting. You would never, never really hear. I think it's just because he's got that magnetism as yeah. an actor. Like he just draws you in and he's got that believability. He's different. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he, yeah, he hits different. Like his really his does. performances hit different. Uh-huh. And he's, very daring he's very daring and very bold and very you know he takes on these things you and 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 the film was made in such an. an, i i love that film i really do so next
1: next time we it's hard to watch at times but it is next time we decide to do an actor
0: spotlight should we just do joaquin phoenix yeah joaquin or willem or like any of these people that like you know have won an Oscar and you know or are or, or like destined to win one or have won one and you know will definitely win another one. They're just right, that right. good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I'd love to do a Joaquin spotlight. Like just think of that dude's anything he's done recently. Right. Like and just- he's he's one of those too. I mean,
1: it's most people, most actors, um they they grow into these oscar nominated roles oscar winning roles right it's not like timothy chalamet's uh i mean i don't know for certain uh what's been nominated or what's been uh discussed for nominations even i think he's been nominated once call me by your name okay um occasionally you'll have somebody that pops onto the scene that is just exploding out the gate but for the most part would you agree that uh actors actresses they i mean they have to they have to work their trade you know they get better over time they they uh they might get pinholed for roles uh mm-hmm. whatever genre that they first started in is sometimes kind of what they stay in for a handful of years and then once they build a little bit of clout they dig themselves out of that uh pigeonhole and then if they're the true master of the their craft that they may be, then they start to start to take on projects that will get them the nominations and then eventually the the award itself. Um a an Oscar. So yeah, you know, it's just a work over time. And I think uh Colin Farrell is on
0: that path. Um it's gonna happen. Yeah. He's only like you said, he's forty six years old. Like how old is Willem Defoe? He's gotta be like close to 70. Yeah, I would peg him at like maybe mid sixties. Right. He's in his sixties, and this dude is starting to peak. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know he's. I mean, he's starting to like. He's on the come up. This dude, like, it's never the end for these guys. If you decide you want to go down that path and just be um, just start to take on these roles like he's doing, and just be daring, you're gonna win one, or you're gonna be nominated for a bunch. Yeah, you're gonna have a, a shit ton of nominations. This um. I forget,
1: I can't remember the exact name, but what I mentioned earlier, it's uh, the Isolation movie with Willem Dafoe. Um, Yeah. That smells like like a a nomination.
0: Yeah, did we talk about that on the show? Or did I I I just
1: spot it? um, I sent you a link to the trailer, and Mm. I don't remember if we brought it up on the show I think I may have mentioned it in the no, I mentioned it in the news segment a couple of weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, it's wild
0: that he's doing that. Yeah, I think that you know, as he probably gets close to what he what he considers his retirement, he wants to do things that push like the boundary, probably. You know, and oh, it's just called isolation.
1: Or I'm sorry, that's what I've been saying. It's just
0: called inside. Yes, you did mention it on the show, but anyway, I support like a move like that by him. Yeah, isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't he slated to be in the next acres film, The Nosferatu?
1: Yes, he is. Um so, I don't yeah, know if the, the his role has been announced yet, but yeah, he's been. God, uh, 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 uh,
0: yes, him his- and
1: a handful of others.
0: Him and, and Pattinson in the lighthouse just is like that's burned in my brain. They worked so well together in that. Isn't it burned in your brain? Like yeah, that p- the performances of those two. Yeah. I mean, I know Agars, the story is that they tell he tells is amazing. But it's the it's the, the those uh, two.
1: It's the conversation and uh that they have back and forth. Um the dialogue that they have uh, is is so natural and comes it's across why, so it's well.
0: Why, it's why I watch movies. Like yeah. that movie right there is why I watch movies.
1: And it's your farts. one of it, my favorite your, movies. It's your ever. fucking farts. <laughs> you don't like it's, me cooking.
0: It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like yeah, it I've, really is.
1: I've recommended that movie to people and uh it's
0: hard to recommend to people because it it's is. it's it really is. It's like you gotta be careful with that because not everybody can can sit through s- something like that uh, and you, get what you got out of it.
1: I think you're right. Um, and unfortunately for a lot of people, I think just the uh, the color palette uh, yep. is, har- is hard for some people
0: to that. It's digest. so dreary. That's yeah. what the black and white does to you. Uh-huh. It sucks you into that. Until the end, when he's cold, inside the cold, lighthouse and it's blind. Like, you feel like cold uh-huh. watching that movie. Like, I want to put a blanket on when I watch that movie. It's so not cold. Just, not just cold, but
1: you feel like the seagull shit and like the slime yeah. and like the mold of the
0: rocks and everything. I want to just, like, yeah, I don't want to be seen by that movie. I want to curl up and <laughs> I don't want them to see me. I just want to watch secretively. Wow, we have gone pretty far away from Colin Farrell. That's a, no, I, I don't think we have. Like I think he's a good actor. Yeah. And he's done some great stuff. And I want to see what he does next. I do. And I want to see after Yang. No doubt. Yeah.
1: You know what? Yeah, I'm rooting for him. Um, I will see after Yang at some point. Hopefully they pop it into something to where if I don't like it, I don't feel cheated out of three
0: dollars. Isn't uh, this sort of like dramatic sci-fi? I think so. It has yeah. to do
1: with uh, he's like the head of a family. And he's it's him and his wife and his little daughter, and they've got like a artificial intelligence companion, like android, that's their daughter's playmate. And then I think Yang is the name of this android, and it's it's sick or has died, and they or yeah. it's a, it's an android so it breaks, right? And they they've just right. Sorry, um, But they've grown attached to it. I think that's the drama yeah. part is that they're, they've are they realized that they're, they're attached to Yang as like a family member and they're trying yeah. to get them fixed or something.
0: After Yang. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to see it. I just, I think you have to rent it probably. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's for rent. $3.99 today. or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know me, I'm not like
0: yeah, I'm not
1: paying for that. Well, I don't mind spending a few dollars, but I'd rather spend a few dollars on something that I know I'm gonna really like. If somebody watched it before me and told me that I'd really enjoy it, then I'd be more inclined to shell out a few clams.
0: Yeah. Hey, what if I hate it?
1: And I can't yeah, have three dollars. Yeah, what if you hate it? I can't give those three dollars you and know 90 what? If, minutes back. If you hated
0: midsummer, well, it was free with Amazon Prime, so you didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's just some just some time that you wasted that you were gonna uh, but you fuck didn't, all with anyways. You didn't hate Midsummer, so you know it was a win win. Agreed. I gotta see hereditary again. Anyway, sorry. Well, we have strayed from Colin Farrell. I'm sorry, but we talk movies. And you know yes, what? Yes. The conversation goes where it goes. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah, not right. sorry. That's the way she goes, Bubs. Yeah, sorry, not sorry.
1: Um, but no, next week, uh, we should be having uh at least DP back with us, and we haven't discussed what we're going to do for a topic, but maybe we can get around to seeing something new that's released, and we can review a new movie.
0: Get back to that I would, formula. Of- I would be very interested. I don't know. Like, I know it's not fucking Halloween, but the new Scream movie came out recently. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice to, like, because I didn't see the last one or this one. So it might be nice. Like, it's a new generation of Scream. Uh-huh. Might be nice to, like, maybe talk about that. Or I don't know if, what else is out. Like, we can talk about that. Right. Um, excuse me for just a second, guess these. Oof. Yeah, I don't know what else is out So, I mean, there's other stuff I'm sure that's been released But it's I would also like to see I think it's been released on Peacock um, The new M. Night Shyamalan film Knock at the Cabin That's on Peacock? I think it is, yeah
1: Yeah, if that's on there I'm, I've been uh, interested in watching that It's got yeah. uh, Dave Batista and a pair of glasses You know when he put his glasses on That's when he starts acting
0: that's right, shit gets real. Yeah, so I think that's on Peacock. So we could maybe try to do that. So there's that, options we have okay. for movie review.
1: Did you say that the screen movie was uh, available
0: freely? I don't know. No, probably be, not. That's pretty. That wasn't that long ago. That it it might be P. like right. Paramount Plus, Plus, or something. Yeah. Um, um and Peacock. I think we determined. Uh everybody wants to be my enemy. I think we
1: determined that I haven't even seen the first screen movie. So I would be lost watching that unless Ten. there's like a recap. who's
0: will be. You want to go ahead and wrap this here up? Absolutely. I was gonna look, but then it started to like Hey, what plan do you want? Like, I don't want a plan. <laughs> I don't want to plan, motherfucker. Yeah. I don't want to plan, motherfucker. I just want to see if Knock at the Cabin is fucking... Anyway, yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, man. Yes, it is on Peacock. Oh, nice. Knock at the Cabin. Yes, watch now on Peacock. Absolutely. Look at that. You know who else is in it? Fucking Ronald Weasley. Is that the dude from... um... Well, no, uh, he's Ronald Weiss is the character he plays in Harry Potter, but Rupert uh, Grant. Oh, Rupert Grant, right, right, right. Yeah. I was, um,
1: I can't remember the fucker's name, but the dude from, uh, shit, now I can't remember the show. We've gone too far. And I've had too much of this wine, and I can't remember names or people, or places, or things. So I think we should go ahead and wrap it up.
0: Those are three nouns.
1: Yep. All right, then. Well, for myself and AJ.
0: Ooh. You're
1: wrapping this up? Hit me. Well, you weren't saying anything, so I figured we Hit were going to it. For myself, for AJ, we bid you adieu. Until next time,
0: have a good one, and we'll speak to you guys next week. yippee Kaye, motherfucker. And I am a sociopath. The Movie Council is adjourned.